<laughs> oh dear. Hi, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast with Paul. <laughs> We've got interesting insights guaranteed, and it's time to increase your emotional intelligence. Are we up for increasing our emotional intelligence, listeners? Let's have lots of joy and fun and excitement for sure. Hey, I've got some really special guests along the way. Interesting people, really challenging ideas and challenging conversations. It's going to be amazing. You can learn more about what to do, why to do what to do, and what to do about it all. (laughs) So much fun becoming self-aware, motivated, alive, learning new ways to see the world. Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast with Paul. Uh, thank you listeners and welcome to episode three. Because many people it. will go, I'm not feeling it today. Or, uh, it's you, mate. It's yeah. not the wind, it's not the ball, it's <laughs> not the club. Where are you it's, playing? It's you, uh, up at Mount Barker. Oh, so you're playing at Mount Barker. Beautiful. Mount but Barker. I tell you, the funny thing is, so I'm in hospital for a couple of days. I'm a smoker. <laughs> you still haven't given up, you bastard. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the cardiologist, the specialist, he said to me, he said, do you smoke? And I went, yep. <laughs> tell the truth, yep. <laughs> and he goes, 30 a day? And I go, yeah, about that. And, uh, <laughs> and there was no... Judgment. There was no. You should give that up, mate. No, you know yeah. that's going to kill you. Know Nothing. Didn't mm. say anything. So I have the surgery. And I think, oh, okay. I, I'm not a. I don't do drugs. I only socially drink, which is you're not a, boozer. a lot. You're not a boozer anymore. Uh, not a Done boozer that. anymore. I eat well. Mental health's in good nick. And Stop so, making excuses for your smoking. But you enjoy a smoke. <laughs> I love a smoke. A smoke. That's who you are. <laughs> uh, for people out there, a, for us, for a smoker, a cigarette is the equivalent of somebody who loves a red wine and sits out there in the sun reading a book with a glass of red. That You're is, convincing yourself now. No, I know that's what it is. And so anyway, I get out of Calvary. I'm sitting there. I'm, wait, I'm standing there waiting for my wife. Going, where is she? And I had a packet of smokes in my bag. I thought, <laughs> you shouldn't. I do talk to my voice a bit. <laughs> we all talk to our voice all the time. And he goes, I said, you shouldn't. And they went, fuck it. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> and the cardiologist drove out in the car park. Oh, and, you and, and, and Cameron looked at me and I looked at him and went, <laughs> that's, that's just the way. That's the way it is. So uh, that's the way it is. It's one quality of or quantity. <laughs> this is the question. Look, you, it can't say one thing or the other. We all have our vices, and we all have our addictions, and it's whether I think we're able to exist, and somehow we're moving forward. We go, okay, who are we? Some people will, you know, enjoy a smoke, but I've always wondered why smoking is enjoyable, and where did it all come from. And if you ever were a God believer or a believer of something, the idea that we can smoke and that it actually is something, you know, with the Indians invented, <laughs> there's something pleasurable about it. I don't understand it, but it's something pleasurable. And I must admit that if I'm ever in a cold environment, you know, and I've got a glass of red or, and, you know, I'm sitting there and the, there's a drizzle of rain or something and I'm out the back veranda or something, there's nothing better than rolling the smoke and enjoying the smoke. I don't know what's right. I don't know why. It's just 
it can, I can't it, stop it. I can't. When you have the smoke with the red, it's like framing the picture. It's I know, just it just works. Well, out there, out there, listeners, we're not saying anything about this, but you know, there is something special about the moment. Actually, I read an article, something that really made me uh, laugh a little bit, is that people who have gone to vapes to assist with giving up smoking, and it is successful. I did that, but what they're finding now is people are getting so addicted to the vape. Oh, that so much more addictive. It's so no, much more. but their way to cure it is to actually go back to the smokes hmm. because a cigarette... Back and forth, back and forth. Well, the cigarette is a definitive amount of time. So yeah. you have a smoke and it finishes. Yeah. We all know if you have another one that's chain smoking and not a lot of people do that, only yeah. the, the ones which are serious. But when you witness people vaping... They can just vape. If we, if I had a vape here and we were talking here, I could vape nonstop, which, but you can't smoke nonstop. <laughs> I agree with you. The vaping thing is very dangerous. It's like dummy sucking. Mm. It's like, here, have your dummy, walk around, it's in your pocket, mm. and people are doing it for something to do, and if they're distracted in their thoughts, I'll just suck on the vape. And it becomes such an addiction, and, and we are repetitive by nature. So us humans will go, oh, mm. let's just suck on that. I have. Tr- I bought one vape and I thought, no, nope, I could get addicted to this. I said, I'm not buying another one. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I agree with you. And yet and, you know, one of my kids, they started vaping and you could hear their voice change and their nose change. Like, yeah. There's something going on there. It's not, yeah. can't be healthy with you. Now, listen, Gavin, thank you very much for coming in. There's a few other things we can chat about, and I know you have shared a lot about your journey and a lot about your life and how you view life. And obviously you've shared about the fact that you've now on this new awareness since you've had this sickness and then you come through that and you go, look, I've got some time and space and energy to actually share and give back. And this is part of what you're doing here. You're brave enough to come in and have a chat, which is pretty good. Normally on podcast with Paul, just to prepare yourself, we do like to play one of your favourite songs from one of your favourite band at the end of the podcast. So when you listen back, because this is the first podcast you're ever going to listen to, the one that you did about yourself. Can you believe that? And then you're going to have a listen to one of your favourite songs and one of your favourite bands. You can possibly choose two because sometimes people go, look... I can't pick one, but often people pick a song that they go, yes, it's something that stayed with me all my life since childhood, or it's something that reminds me of my wife, or it's something that reminds me of my life, or it's something that I know that I reflected about that really, really means something to me. So have a think about that. But also you did spend some time writing, and when we said about podcasts, you said, look, I did want to cover a few things. Is there anything that's written down there, Gavin, that you – would like to share that you think, oh, actually, I didn't share that. Or are you going, actually, I'm happy we shared with what we have shared. Anything there, Gavin? Probably one that I actually said to Denise today at work, Mm -hmm. which if I was ever to have it put on my tombstone, it would say, always ask the question. Oh, that's a nice one. And it's something that I've instilled into my boys. Yes. You know, asking an authority figure the question. Mm directly quantifies whether the person you're asking the question to is a dickhead or not. (laughs) You you can always learn from that because if they're a dickhead, you learn that. And if they're not, you learn that. So, you know, in the case of kid getting dropped from Div 1 to Div 2, he asks his coach as to why did you drop me? Yeah. Now, if you get a constructive bit of feedback as to what you need to work on and all those sort of things, you can Mm -hmm. go away from that and go, okay, my 
coach knows what I'm talking about. I accept that and mm. you move on. Mm. But if you ask if you ask the question, he's very evasive with an answer and it turns out that there's a couple of kids coming up from the southeast or whatever and you're just getting bumped out, but he's still not even told you that, you go, well, you're, you're a bit of a wuss. You know, I don't really <laughs> you rate get, you. Yeah. But if you never ask the question, you know, why didn't you book with us? You know, I, you know. As an example, I said to my son one day, he lost out on a job. And I said, did you ring them back? And he said, why? And I said, just out of curiosity, what made that person go elsewhere? Was it price? Was it your availability? What was it? Because, you know, in our case in the accommodation businesses, we quite often get large companies that will approach us to accommodate workers and we'll put together a price. Now, if they ring up and say, oh, look, thanks a lot, Gav, but we've found elsewhere. If I was to go, yep, no worries, hung up. I've got no value out of that. So for me, it's very important to ask the question. And the question is, hey, Steve, do you mind me asking, where are you accommodating the boys? Now, if he turned around and said, well, look, we managed to get two Airbnbs side by side that we could get all the guys in, I go, no worries. If he said to me it was out of direct competitors, now my ears are right mm, up. You're learning straight away. You're going, what? And I'll say to him, look, I know this might be rude. I said, but you're going there anyway. What What did they quote you? Mm. Ask the question. Ask the question. And now I've got data. And from that data, I can jot that down. And the next time that opportunity comes up, I know I'm up against you make You're making an informed strategy around what you've learnt because you've asked. And if you didn't ask, you wouldn't know. You would never know. And often we just go, no, I'll assume to know or I'll get upset or some other reason will come up why I don't want to ask. But really, what's wrong with asking the I've question? I've said to that to my guys with girls, how many times have you seen a beautiful girl that you'd love to go up and talk to and you've gone home wondering? Ask the question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so interesting because you might go home one day. I know that I know that in business, and I've said this a number of times that I I started this the business I was in um, by asking for it by knocking doors and saying, "Could I please do this for you?" I was asking the question, and when people ask ourselves questions, my, people might come to you and ask you. You're being in a position when you're being asked by why are they asking me, and you can't help but offer something that you might be able to help that person with because you know they're asking you. And it's in the spirit of the asking that you're offering help. Yeah. Which is such a lovely place. And there's so many different things about, you know, how I look at life. I I love it when people actually, if we've got a job, I actually like it when they come in, you know. I like seeing resumes with a photo on it. Mm. You Uh, can see the person. Yes, I do too. Um, it seems such a nicer way to identify with a person because there is a smiling face. You go, oh, I can see that person. Yeah. Mm, I like um, that too. You you know, I I really love the old bull. <laughs> is that I, because I, we're old? No, I, <laughs> but we do. I, I agree with you. I just think if anybody who's younger who wants to learn can just shut up, uh, <laughs> stop flapping their gums and making excuses and just glean some knowledge mm. because – All old people that have had A-level success in whatever arena it be want to see 
that younger people flourish and get yes. better. Yes. And there is nothing that warms your heart more than seeing that happen. Mm. Uh, but to offer some knowledge and what you're getting is, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're sort of shutting you down when you're talking. You go, well, you know. You can feel it straight away. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. The, the ego of someone is overriding their ability yeah. to hear or listen. Yeah. And they're so preoccupied with their need to give you their opinion yeah. and their idea. There's just no listening going on. Yeah. There's no communication going on. And often, I'm like you. I just shut down and yep. say, look, and the, and, the, and the chance I get to get away from that situation as quick as I can, when I have a possibility of actually conversing with someone who is in a space of open conversation and a place where they're open to listening and open to sharing, and obviously young people have a lot to share with us with the way they think mm. and what they think and, the, and teach and say, well, as soon as you get that level of respect, mm. it's so beautiful. And it's like, that's all you want, just just the respect to be able to stop and listen yep. without opinion. And I, I'm sure there's old people that have opinion and think they know it all too, but, but yeah. the, place, the place where I feel that you're still open and that I'm still open yeah. and that we can have this conversation that we've enjoyed today, the idea that we can have it in a space of not already knowing yeah. because there's things that we recognise we don't know and the place of realising that is that, oh, I'm not attached to my opinion and we haven't even gone into politics. We haven't even gone into religion. We haven't gone into places where we don't need to because we know that we can respect each other's ideas and the place of where that might be. I'm not already going to say, I know what's right and you should think what I think. No, no. And who are we to go around saying, I know what's right? Oh, because I have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with God or I have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the right side of a political stand. What? Who would have the right to know what is right and wrong all the time? We have opinions about what we could be helpful, what is the direction to take. But as soon as we start declaring the need to be able to say to someone, you should think like I do, really. Well, I would love more people to actually stop saying one thing whilst you know they're thinking something else. <laughs> you mean the deception of, well, there you go, you talked about those two voices. <laughs> no, no, I'll give you an example. My best mate, he calls himself Teflon. Teflon, he says, oh yeah. He says nothing, yeah. nothing, sticks, nothing to sticks to me. He has been with me. My a lot of my friendship group are from Hampstead Primary School. Yep, same so with me. My it's whole, beautiful, my isn't whole it? life. You know your kids. You know your mates. And he'll sit there, and there'll be a thing, and he'll know that I'm going to say it. And oh, I'm yeah. always saying, Richard, just because I said it, and you didn't, didn't mean you weren't thinking exactly the same thing. He goes, Yeah, I know. I oh. said, but I'm Teflon. <laughs> but, I knew you'd say it. I knew you'd say it. See, um, that's how close you are. You do. It's, you it's are a bit. Close. It's a bit political, you know. You, you know that politicians largely are speaking with forked tongue. They don't mm. fully believe what they're they're mm. talking about. It'd be lovely and refreshing. That's why. I mean, we don't want to get politics. But Pete Malinowskis, what a lovely, refreshing bloke. You know, I just find him, me personally, to be somebody who's genuinely trying. He's, Whereas, he, he, you're right. I, I, I got that feeling from him as well. Yeah. The feeling you get is he's young, smart, and he's a family man, but I believe him. And he doesn't, he doesn't come up as difficult as a job he's got. Who would want the job? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I agree with you. He does, yeah. he does come across as a person who you feel comfortable to be able to believe. And for as long as he lasts, I'm, I'm happy that I feel that way and, yeah. and that I've, I've seen him speak, you know, in front of him personally, so I've been in a place where yep. he's been speaking. And you're right, I agree with you. It's one of those funny things with politicians, you look at them sometimes and go... No? Oh, yes. You go, <laughs> you go 
Mate, don't you live <laughs> on this planet? Haven't you got a mum, a dad, a brother, a sister, a niece, a nephew, an uncle or an auntie who've experienced something? Something. Don't you because know? Because what you're saying means that you're devoid of anybody else in your life. Mm. You're just uh, mm. weird. You know, like, I, I just wish that they'd talk more normal. There was, a, there was a special moment I watched yesterday on the television where the Prime Minister or leader of the Ukraine uh, country, is he the President or something? Zelensky. Yeah. He was talking, and next to him he was talking in the UK, next to him was the new UK uh, Prime Minister. And he's an interesting fellow. He reminds me of Peter a little bit, the way, the way that... The way that he communicates, because he's got this genuine smile, but genuine communication ability. Mm. And you know, he's a made man, but he's there working what it seems to be as best he can on behalf of the people, mm. which is what you can feel. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah, and you say, okay, if you get in that position, he seems to be working from the people. But one of the uh, ladies who was in the audience, I don't know if people can look this up, but it was quite an interesting moment. One of the ladies in the audience stood up to ask a question, and before she asked the question, she said, "Look, I just feel so aligned with the way you're trying to communicate." to get out of this war with the Russia. She says, sometimes I just feel like I want to give you a hug. And he said, oh, you want to give me a hug, do you? And she goes, oh, I just meant, you know, I just felt like you, you, you did, you, you're worth giving a hug to. She, he says, okay, come over here and let's have a hug. So there she was. She stood, you know, past the corridor part and walked up and they gave each other a hug. And the hug that they gave each other was in a moment in time where here was the leader, here was the leader of UK, here was the journalist, and here a hug was occurring. And I thought to myself, if there was more of that, you know, I didn't see too much of that the old Donald Trump shows, but the, the idea that the hugging and that humanity was there, yeah, I thought, isn't it lovely to see that humanity could exist and if we could get to a place where in the world we weren't governed by people who wanted more mm. but were able to consider and share and exist. And is it possible that the world could go to a place where we're we could have a chat about resolving matters rather than having to send balloons over. <laughs> that's just that's what I hope for anyway. You know? I, I always have in the back of my mind that Sting song, I hope the Russians love their children too because yes, I, exactly. I, I know exactly. Yes, no, exactly. Like every nation. And sometimes exactly. when there's conflict, you think to yourself, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? What are you doing what's, this what's, for? What's, what are you doing this for? We love our families. We love our kids. There's enough natural disasters that can take out people. We don't need to bring our own on, you know. If we know this, you and I know this, we're, we're, mm. we are what we are, the more that other people might be able to also feel that and know that and understand that, let's just hope the world can go to more of that mm. and, and less divisive. You mm. know, I know that we have division, but if we could all just attempt to pull together and yeah. to work things out and be mindful rather than just reactive... Mm. And the place of being mindful and caring and sharing from a place of respect rather than a yeah. place of demand. Yep. Much better world. Absolutely. Much better world. Okay, it's time. We've nearly finished. We've been for nearly an hour and a half. So thank you kindly for coming in, Gavin. It's been an absolute joy to have you and a really good conversation. It's time to think about your song. Oh, easy. <laughs> easy. Oh, is that uh, a song? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> it is a song. Actually, Two songs, well, one, the yes. song that I want, Super Tramp, Give a Little Bit. I love Super Tramp and I love Give a Bit. That is a great song. And oh, I'd be honoured to play that one. Also, I love The Eagles and it's called The Last Resort. Oh, I love The Last Resort too. Uh, that's a beautiful number. Mm. And you, you actually, you, that's, where you, that's where you live. That's where you're carrying The yeah, Last Resort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
the last resort booked to you by Brown Hill Creek Tourist Park. Exactly. You could have that playing every night <laughs> as the as the kookaburras. I was down there and the kookaburras are singing, here comes the last resort. By the <laughs> what a lovely tune to have. Yeah. Uh, it's just so, it's just so, you can hear it, it doesn't matter how often you hear it, it just, it just takes you there. You know. So does Avalon from... Uh, Avalon uh, takes you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you know a few. That's Brian, a beautiful... Roxy Brian Music. Fr- yeah, Roxy Music. Avalon's a beautiful one that yeah. takes you there. Yeah. It does take you away. Yeah, yeah, so I love all that. It's been an absolute pleasure, Paul. This is my first time in uh, social media world, so... Uh, <laughs> well, now I got caught up in this, you'll be able to go to Podcast with Paul and The Laughter Project, and now you're going to go... You have to listen to the other people that come on. Yeah. And the guest after that's going to be Martin Hazy. So... Martin Hazy was the Lord Mayor here in Adelaide, and then he ended up being the CEO of Business SA, and he's doing a lot of good work uh, at a level where probably, you know, we're we're probably on the ground, but he's 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 at another level. But it's interesting to hear from people contributing to a, a world where you're making it a better place. And Gavin, you're one of those men, and you're making the world a better place. And so it's been a joy to say good day, and we're going to now listen to Super Tramp, everyone. It's Super Tramp and Give a Bit, and then we're gonna <laughs> then we're gonna go to Eagles, the last resort. Two songs I absolutely love. Thank you again for coming in, Gavin. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, buddy. See the man. 
Chilly winds blew down 
rich men came and raped the land. Nobody called her. Put up a bunch of earthly boxes, and Jesus' people bought them. They called it paradise, the place to be. They watched the hazy sun sinking in the sea.
that's another episode from Podcast with Paul. Special thanks, everyone. Remember to keep an eye out for our next exciting episode with more fun special guests. Find out more of what we're all about and look up the Laughter Project. Hey, everyone. Be happy. now that you're here, girl, I don't know what to say.